your head out of the clouds Get your feet back on the ground Get stuck into pop culture We'd stick around Hello there and welcome to Stick Around The podcast that has done its research and thus its reviews are just reworded versions of other people's reviews Sponsored by Shinra Harnessing the Earth's energy and destroying the planet since 1997. Wow, that's um, very honest by what they call Shinra. <laughs> yes, Shinra, yes. I mean, say what you will about multi-conglomerates who destroy the Earth, but at least Shinra are honest about it. Yeah, I mean, you're here for Stick Around Games. I'm Alex Wayne, your host for today. I've got various games experts with me. You're probably aware of them all, but just in case you aren't, I've got Dave Peeling here. Delay. I've got James Flux over there. Hello there, everyone. And right at the back, picking his nose, we've got Clive, Clive Fisher. Whoa! I actually wasn't picking my nose there, and my video's still on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. Right. Um, have we been playing many games recently, guys? It feels like it's building up to a big season for games. That This is from a kind of outsider's perspective, but maybe you'll tell me I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is building up to we've got Spider-Man, Red Dead, all that stuff. Um, I've not been playing as much as I thought I would over the holidays, but I've played a fair bit and I've got a couple of Switch exclusives to uh, review. But um, yeah, looking forward to obviously Red Dead. Not that bothered about Spider-Man, but I'll probably end up getting it. It and... looks pretty good. I mean, I don't know how it's been reviewed, but... I'm not well, sure how it's been... Yet, I don't think so, yeah, I'm... I was going to say, I've not seen any reviews yet, but it's, it's out next week, I think. But the, oh, a lot of the preview reviews have said you know it's kind of the marvel equivalent of arkham and if it's anywhere near arkham i'll be very pleased because obviously i love the arkham series i refer you to all my previous reviews on that <laughs> you could catch them all in the archive uh, but anyway um let's get this wrong rolling with a new review uh we're going to go to old london town and that's a terrible cockney impression uh, dave what have you got for us Hello there. Well, um, thanks, Al. Um, so, yeah, I have been playing quite a lot of games recently, and today I wanted to talk to you about the latest one I've got for my Switch. It's Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a kind of it's a puzzle game um, originally developed for the Wii U, um, and it's a kind of spin-off of the Super Mario series, and it... Um, has just recently been ported to Switch, which is where I've been playing it. The The game is um, something of a spin-off originally on um, Super Mario 3D World, where the kind of gameplay was introduced. Um, but this features Captain Toad as the primary antagonist, trying to, trying to go and rescue... Is it Princess Toad? What's the girl Toad called? Toadette? Anyway... Who cares? I'm only interested in the male toads. Captain Toad <laughs> trying to rescue the pink toad that's being captured by a bird. Classic Nintendo storyline there. <laughs> and to do that, he has to solve a series of puzzles set in isometrically viewed dioramas. So this this game features dozens and dozens of levels, a very kind of straightforward um, gameplay mechanics. Toad is uh, Toad's kind of interesting feature is the fact that he can't jump. So these levels are quite small in size. There's no jumping in between um, platforms. It's almost a platformer, but in um, 
a kind of isometric view, as I say. So there are little little cube levels that you can then rotate all the way around with the right stick. Um, it has kind of some interesting little dynamics, like um, he can use um, he can use tubes to end up on the ups- on the other side of the cube, almost upside down. So you have to use your kind of wit and imagination to solve these puzzles and using these interesting, unique kind of camera views that you can move all the way around your level to come up with the answers to the puzzles that are needed to get the star at the end and progress to the next level. The, the levels themselves, as I say, some of them are, most of them are quite small. Lots of them can be completed from start to finish in, as in entering them and exiting them in. It could be in seconds if you work out the puzzle quickly enough, although I, I'm not sure that I've ever done it that that quickly. But once you know what the, what the solution is, they can be done very quickly indeed. So this, this makes it, I think, ideal for the Switch. You can pick this game up, you can play a level um, and immediately throw it back down on the dock or, or go about whatever it is you're doing with your day, which, which really speaks to the kind of Switch's versatility and portability. Um, it, it works really well. Um, the game has had some levels added to it on the Switch port that reflect, uh, that are themed on Mario Odyssey. So there's uh, New Donk City levels and things like that. There are there are dozens and dozens to work through, and then once once completed the first time, each level ends up with another couple of additional challenges, including trying to find a pixel toad somewhere on the map, which uh, requires even more kind of imaginative use of the camera. Uh, there are also lots of different um, kind of challenges that are also set, so not just completing the level, but also perhaps not killing any enemies or collecting lots of coins something along those kind of lines for each. There are also some uh, larger boss levels that still require the, the kind of use of the camera but maybe don't aren't based on kind of uh, a small cube diorama but again using a similar kind of mechanics but seem much grander in, in scale and uh, and scope. So yeah this is um, I, I've, I've really enjoyed playing this it's a lot of fun it's been out now for I think it first came out on the Wii U in 2014, and this port sees it looking just as good as um, Mario Odyssey that came out um, earlier this year, last year, this year. That came out earlier, um, and <laughs> uh, the, 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 gra- the graphic style has been brought right up to date with that. It looks really, really good. It's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of bright colours. It's a lot of interesting puzzle solving. There's um, there's there's, uh, there's there's very little complication to it. So if you're looking for a little game to kind of pick up on a, on a train journey or you've got 10 minutes to yourself or something like that, I, I definitely recommend this. Uh, Captain, Code, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Okay, cool. I haven't heard of this one at all, to be honest with you. Uh, anybody else? It sounds like you've had it, heard of it, Clive. What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I reviewed this back on the Wii U, I think, um, oh, okay. back in 2014 when it Sorry. came out. and. <laughs> it's all right, um, and I was a big fan. Of it. Yeah, I really, really liked it. I've, well, I've kind of been tempted to pick it up again because I wanted to play through it, and I hear there's some new levels added. But I'm going to wait for it to, I'm going to wait for a bit of a bargain mm. on it, and then I'll sell my Wii U copy and get this one, type thing. Yeah, it's it seems like a perfect game for Switch, and it was yeah, I really enjoyed it on the Wii U. It looked, I think, graphically to be honest, it looks pretty much the same as it did on Wii U because stuff on the Wii U looked better than people give it credit for, but. um it it is a fantastic looking game, and I think it yeah I love the kind of little puzzle 
system and the inventiveness of it and it was there was just a couple of levels in 3d worlds that were like this which is then they fleshed out into an entire game but yeah it's, it's really really good game so I'm glad more people are now being able to check it out now that it's on the Switch, which is, you know, obviously selling way better than the Wii U did. So that's really good. And I'm glad that... Did it... Was it? Was there anything cumbersome about the controls at all? Because I remember it being quite... Like it used the touchscreen of the Wii U a fair bit. But I'm assuming now... Is there like a cursor that you move with the right stick off? So... So that you don't have to have... Yeah, this, this, is, this is my one kind of criticism of it is... Um, cool. I started off using the Joy-Cons and the... Sorry, forgive me. I started off using it um, with the Joy-Cons attached to the Switch. And um, there are some things like finding the Pixel Toad and there are some some kind of boxes and things like that that you can only move by tapping on them on the screen. And when you're using the Joy-Cons in uh, alongside the switch plugged into a television you then point you point the mm-hmm. joy cons and that works quite well uh-huh. however how, however i've had to send off my left joy con because i finally got sick of it not being able to connect to my switch i've just moved house and where the switch it where yeah, the switch sure. is now it, i can't i can't have a, i can't work around it so I've, I've given in and i had to send it off um so i'm having to use a wired hoary pad so there there is no when I'm connected with that, the only way I can use that oh, is course, on the yeah. television. So I can't use a touch screen and there is no pointability. So what it does then is it has a, an eye, it has a cursor that just sits in the kind of in, in the center of the screen, uh, vertically, but, um, sorry, horizontally, but about two thirds of the way up vertically. And you have to use the right stick to move the camera, to, to move the camera so that that cursor then sits on the thing you're trying to operate. And so many times that just doesn't... Oh, yeah, that, that sounds just, a bit And it just plain doesn't work on some occasions because you will see... You will be able to see a thing that you're supposed to be touching and it won't be on that point in the screen. And then to move it so that it is on that point in the screen so you can use the cursor, some other feature of the map will come in between you and it. So if you're if you can see something down a valley yeah. and you can kind of see around the end of the valley and you could tap it on the right hand side of the screen, by the time you rotate the camera so that it moves to the centre of the screen, the wall of the valley is in the way and you can't and it's no longer something you can tap. So yeah. there are lots of levels that I've <laughs> marked where I where I can I've found Pixel Toad kind of. You're gonna wait till you get your Joy-Cons back. Exactly, yeah. and so I can get the Joy-Con back, or I, and and I can start tapping the screen like a like a maniac. But at the minute I can't. So that's it. But th- then again, yeah. that is. It, I've, I've not come across the kind of fundamental main puzzle that I've not been able to complete with the, using that. It's sometimes been a little, little bit more mm-hmm. fiddly, and I've had to just keep on jamming the trigger until hopefully some until hopefully the thing I'm trying to tap works its way across the cursor. But um, it doesn't make the, the main part <laughs> of the game unplayable. It's just slightly less, okay, slightly cool. more cumbersome than than the Joy-Con. But yeah, yeah I figure most people will be aiming to play this with Joy Cons. Yeah, and I imagine with the even with the pro controller that has um, rotation, so I'm guessing it you kind of aim with that as well. I don't know, but okay, cool. Yeah, sounds like a good way to get around it. Anyway, cool. Mm. I'm glad you're having fun with it. Anyway, and it's cool to yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Have more people playing these things, like I say. <laughs> yeah, so I know. Uh, so the next the next thing on my list to get will be now. Now I've moved and I've got decent Wi-Fi again. I'll be getting on Splatoon two. I'm just trying to work out which of the Switch games I've got in a minute. I can I I, I want to part ways with and trade in for it. <laughs> Because it has it has not dropped in value. No, they don't. Which which is why I think Switch games you should always get physically because 
um, they basically say the same price. You can sell it again for more or less what you bought yeah. it for. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, so from here then, unless he has any thoughts on that to add, uh, we're going to go to somewhere outside Bolton. He always says it, but you know, <laughs> I'm very forgetful. Uh, James Flux. Any thoughts on that one? And if not, go into your review, please. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't played uh, Treasure Tracker, so I'm going to jump straight into um, a review of a new console I've purchased recently, which I think Dave previously thought might well be the Switch, which I have also purchased recently, but is not. <laughs> um, okay. It's the um, uh, RetroPie XU4 console. So retro gaming's probably, I think, at the moment at an all-time high in terms of Nintendo have obviously released their two mini consoles, the Mini SNES and Mini NES, and also a Mini Mega Drive. And games developers seem to be releasing their back catalogues in a lot of uh, remastered bundles as of late, and most notably, I think, or most recently, perhaps Crash Bandicoot and the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. But it, that's by no means the only one. I've seen, I've seen a few. Um, however, there have been groups of um, sort of uh, technically minded individuals um, who have been building consoles capable of playing retro games on a much wider scale for quite some time. Essentially, with the um, sort of creation and distribu- uh, distribution of the Raspberry Pi um, circuit board that was originally designed to teach children how to code and program and those sorts of things. And that that market has continued with a few other um, circuit boards or simple circuit board systems um, such as the XU4. Um, and consequently, if you look online, there are plenty of places you can buy pre-built consoles specifically for retro gaming. Um, and just before my 30th birthday, I purchased such a console. Like I say, there are several on the market, um, and but the one I used... Uh, the one I purchased was from uh, PiRetroGaming.com, but used the XU4 and not the Raspberry Pi. Um, and it's uh, the, essentially the difference in terms of it not being the Pi means it can model some, and it being the XU4 means it can model some of the more modern-ish in terms of retro games. Um, in this case, the PlayStation and N64 much better than the Pi could. Um, the console itself, being based on a single circuit board, is absolutely tiny. Um, for the purpose of this review, I measured it, and it's uh, six by nine by three in centimeters. I mean, it is a tiny little box, but the capacity on it is absolutely huge. There are thousands of games on the console across thirty different or over thirty different emulators. Um, which it's essentially powered by a micro SD plugged in the back. Um, I'm not going to list all of the games because honestly there are thousands, but a few of the uh, classics that are on the console are Doom, Lemmings, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan, Final Fantasy VII, hence the Shinra reference, um, various different incarnations of Mario Kart, including Al's Fave Mario 64. Oh, no, Double Dash is Al's Fave. It doesn't it have is. that, unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have a GameCube port um, just yet. Uh, Pokemon, the originals, Sonic and Knuckles for the Mega Drive, Link to the Past on the SNES, uh, Super Mario World, Worms, Super Mario Brothers, Tekken 2. I mean, the list, the list is endless across those various different uh, console-based emulators. Um, the games itself um, are playable via a Bluetooth 
uh, off-brand PS3 controller, um, but there's also a mouse and keyboard for some of the other emulators, presumably like the ZX Spectrum, which I haven't used, but that were obviously initially keyboard-based. Of course, being based on a system of emulators um, operated via uh, a kind of Linux-based operating system, to an extent, the games are only as good as the ports that they've installed, but thus far, I've had absolutely no problems at all. In term, a lot of them still even have the original save systems included and you don't have to use the kind of workaround save system that they've built in behind the console um, using the hotkeys or what have you. Um, and, of course, the kind of emulators and stuff themselves are okay, but they've built an, quite an intuitive interface so that you can access them quite easily so you're not having to like type in run emulator such and such, such and such in a kind of uh, DOS or Linux line-based format. They've built quite a user-friendly interface where you simply use your controller to go along, pick, pick which emulator you want, and then once you've picked the console you're using, scroll down the massive list of games. Rest assured you will need to favour and filter and do all those sorts of things because there are tons. In terms of negatives of the console, I suppose the only point of note is perhaps that I initially had some difficulty um, with the PlayStation titles. The console just plugs into your TV via a HDMI um, and, and works in a plug-and-play format, which is brilliant. But the HDMI, for some reason, wasn't rendering the graphics properly on a lot of the PlayStation games. And because I really wanted to play Final Fantasy VII, it was a um, quite a big game for me because I never completed the original because uh, my third disc was broken. And obviously, by the time I played through two discs, I couldn't go and take it back because it was well, it was well out of time for any uh, refund or anything like that. Um, so, uh, but fortunately, they provide really good tech support. The place that I got mine from. So after contacting them, they 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 gave uh, some advice. And after the purchase of a cheap um, uh, adapter that takes it from the HDMI into the PC slot, it now works like an absolute dream. So I've spent a lot of hours playing Final Fantasy 7 it is brilliant in terms of a review it's difficult to review this console other than to say that it's just incredible there are so many games available so whatever you're kind of looking for in terms of retro games whether you're looking to play games that you had in the past or the games that your mum and dad wouldn't let you have or what have you it's there are so many games they're all there they work really really well um, so I'm genuinely really really pleased with it all the big hits are there the programming and stuff is done really well so it works really intuitively even for a technical novice to kind of plug and play it's not like you have to code in loads of stuff to make everything work I think the most onerous thing you have to do is program your controller the first time you plug it in and that's, that's pretty simple it just says which button do you want to be the like left stick walk forward button you move the left stick forward and it goes to which button do you want to be the left stick moved to the right so unless you're an absolute kind of crazy man and started flipping around different buttons so that you then couldn't remember what you'd programmed it's fairly fairly straightforward and you only have to do that once you don't have to do that every time you boot up the console um so yeah it's really really good i'm enjoying it loads i'm playing loads of classic games like i say a lot of final fantasy 7 um but there have been a few a few others have broken out friend of the show kenny chung came around fairly recently and we had some uh, classic uh, Mario Kart battles across Mario Kart 64, the original Super Mario Kart, stuff like that, just having uh, having a crazy time. So yeah, it's really, really good. So can you, um, what controllers can you use with this, Flux? Can you use 
adapt like older ones or how does it work? Yeah, you you can. So it's um, essentially it's just got two USBs in the front. It's got one in the back as well, but that they've put a Bluetooth adapter in that. So um, the console comes with two PS3 controllers, basically off-brand ones. You just plug those yeah. in, then they connect via Bluetooth. But if you had another USB controller, say like a USB N64 controller or something, then obviously all you'd need to do is map that, and then that would work fine. So if you, I, I must admit, the controls for the N64 mapping onto the PlayStation 3 controller are a bit odd. Essentially, just because obviously they're not quite the same, so there's some stuff that actually yeah. works quite well. So the, they just use the right analog stick to be the you know the ye- yellow arrows that were at the top right. Yeah, sure. And that that works fine, but it's the problem being that the A button and the B button that are mapped are mapped to the square and circle rather than to either mm-hmm. the X and circle or the square and the X. And so mm-hmm. I mean, like, so it's just slightly further than you want it to be when you need to switch between the two or whatever. And it's just slightly cumbersome. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. It doesn't stop you playing playing it or anything like that. But it's just it's just slightly further than you expect it to be. And sometimes you miss mm-hmm. the button or something and fall down a hole or whatever, depending, depending on what game you're playing. But, I mean, I could go and get a USB N64 controller and map it quite easily, which is probably what I'll do. Um, if I once I start playing more N64 games at the moment, like I say, a lot of Final Fantasy cool. 7 going on and a lot of SNES going on. So, yeah, <laughs> sweet. Does it look really good on a? I assume they've got like HDMI converter things because obviously if you plug your old uh, N64 into an HDMI TV, it looks into an HD TV. It usually looks terrible. But does it look more similar to like a Rare Replay where they've kind of? Um, um, it was kind of. I would say it's maybe like a halfway house. So it maybe slightly upscales sure. it so it works via the HDMI, but mm-hmm. it probably looks of a similar quality as to what it was at the time. If you see what I mean. So they're not like yeah, yeah, it's sure. not like they've remapped and upgraded all of the graphics across all the games. They they haven't, but they look as if you were playing them on that console. They don't look really grainy or whatever. Yeah, um, sure. that's so. cool. Awesome. Sounds good. Slightly off topic, but mm, slightly on topic. Um, I've noticed recently that either they've started making standard definition worse, or when you're viewing standard definition on a HDMI, sorry, a 4K TV, it looks dreadful just because of the amount of pixels. Would that be if I played one of these on a Ultra HD TV? Is it going to be playable? (laughs) That's the question, really. What a humble brag. yeah. <laughs> Given that I don't have an Ultra HD TV, I have absolutely no idea. What I can tell you is on my TV, obviously I have it working now via an adapter into the um, PC port. I think mine's an RGB, I think, because I had to adjust the audio via the adapter as well. Um, but that works fine and everything looks fine. So I would presume it would look fine on an ultra hd tv as well if particularly if you did the same thing and ran it through the pc adapter rather than it running through the hdmi possibly i don't know um but yeah you just you just have to try it okay well you know i've got the best telly out of stick around by the sounds <laughs> of it nothing humble about that brag uh, <laughs> uh yeah that sounds quite interesting i didn't even know that this existed really to be honest with you um it sounds i mean retro gaming's got massive hasn't it and so i was I haven't bought it yet, but eventually I will buy the the SNES um, retro games console because it was my very first console. Has anybody else got any retro consoles or considering? Um, I've got 
I played a lot of retro games back on the um, Wii U, the virtual console, and on my 3DS. But I don't have a specific retro console. I do have a Bex got the SNES under the bed at the minute, but we've not <laughs> plugged it in. I was also tempted to get the SNES Classic, and I've seen some good deals recently, so I probably will buy it at some point. But um, it seems to be back in production. So, yeah, it's definitely something that appeals, but um, also I've just got so many new games to play that I don't know oh, if I'd actually it. get time. There's so much, <laughs> so much stuff just vying for your attention, not just games, yeah. films, music, etc. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's what I think I've, at the moment, given that... I mean, I've, I've set myself up, I'm aware of this, but given that I've got two new consoles at the moment and, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man's coming out that I'm quite looking forward to, I, it is going to be an embarrassment of riches, I think, Gaming wise, over the next uh, over the next couple of months, Red Dead as well, obviously. Um, so yeah, there's going to be an embarrassment of riches um, for the next for the next few months. But hopefully, that will lead to some good podcasting. Excellent show. Anyway, let's go. Let's move on with this podcast and go to a man who has two to talk about. I don't know if he wants to talk about both of them together, but he'll figure that out. Clive, <laughs> what have you got for us? Um, I wasn't going to, but. Um... I'm doing. Um, I'm going to talk about Mario Tennis Aces. So back to something on the Nintendo Switch, Ooh, um, which came out I at the this. end at the end of June. Developed by Camelot and published by Nintendo, um, it's the latest in the Mario Tennis series. Which, um, in my eyes, has never quite rekindled the magic of Mario Tennis '64, which is one of my favourite games of all time, and had a kind of more simple uh, tennis style without uh, many power ups and things. Um, whereas the the one since on, I didn't play the Wii U one, I heard it wasn't very good, but the GameCube and the Wii, and um, they've all just kind of been a bit too <laughs> power-up heavy. There wasn't one on the Wii, actually, um, but you could play, there was like a Wii Play version of the GameCube one. Um, they've been a bit too, I don't know, just having like bananas and things on the tennis court didn't really work, um, so I was really excited to hear <laughs> when like Mario Tennis was announced. Too right doesn't work. <laughs> 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 that, that there would be um, a simple mode in this game so basically a mode without any power-ups so I was like yes I'm cool with them uh, trying a power-up mode and then if it's not my thing then at least there's the, the simple mode to go back to so I was excited about that um, so before I start talking about the gameplay I'll just mention the basic game modes there's um, tournaments which you can do against CPU or humans um, online. I'll talk a bit about that a bit more later. Um, quick match obviously you can just play against people on the same console up to four players as usual um, or you can have a quick match against the CPU to practice. Um, and there's also adventure mode, which I'll get into later as well. Um, gameplay. The basic tennis of... I'll talk about simple mode, which is the mode without the um, crazy power-ups uh, first. It's good gameplay. Um, it's the great kind of arcade tennis gameplay we're used to. Balls don't get out get hit out very often and it's all about sort of knowing when to play the right shots and outsmart your opponent and it's really fun Um, I'm so glad that it's an option because it was really good for example when I took it home I'd been playing with the the power-up mode which I'll get into later but I for example wanted to play against my brothers and obviously they hadn't played it so I'd be at an unfair advantage just uh, whipping out power-up mode when they don't really understand it so it was great to be able to just play some simple tennis and it was very much like what we used to play together on the N64 so they picked up really quickly and a good way to get into it um, my one complaint on the simple gameplay would be at the net they don't seem to smash it um, as much as you like you have to kind of go into the star which happens if someone kind of hits a lob or if someone hits a bit of a bad shot and then you can smash it from that star but if you're kind of at the net it seems like you should be able to smash it and they kind of don't really smash it properly so that's my um, one complaint about the gameplay of that mode otherwise i think it's really really good and kind of you know back to the the heights of its n64 greatness and um, 
What I was surprised about is how much I, I like what's called standard mode, which is the mode with the power-ups. Um, something that, like, like I say, Mario Tennis has been trying to do for ages and never quite nailed. I think they've nailed it this time. Um, there's basically an energy gorge. So both players have an energy gorge, which builds up as you kind of hit charge shots. So shots where you... Um, in Mario Tennis, you can either kind of hit the shot by just pressing A, or if you char- if you get in position early, you can charge by holding down A or B or whatever you're doing, depending on you're doing a slice or topspin, and then it'll hit it harder when it gets to you. Um, so the more of those kind of charge shots you do, the more this energy gorge builds up. Um, then, if a star appears on your side of the court, so for example, if you've walloped it and the guy's not returned it very well, usually it'll give you a star. Um, you can go into that star and press the right trigger and it kind of goes into this crazy <laughs> um, animation where you go up in the air and then it's like an aiming reticle, so a bit like a first-person shooter aiming reticle comes up and you can actually aim where you want him to smash it on the court, um, which takes a little bit of time and a little bit of getting used to, but it's really good. Um, and then he just absolutely wallops it, which obviously you can make it completely ungettable by just bunging it in the other corner. Um, while you're aiming, it does your energy gorge goes down depending on how long you take to aim, but then the trick is that the other person can then slow down time by using the same thing. If they've got an energy gorge full, they press their right trigger and it slows down the time and the energy gorge gradually goes down, but they can get to that ball even though you smashed it all the way to the other side of the court and then um, potentially hit it back. Um, So it's all about waiting to see if, oh, okay, my opponent's got no energy gorge and I've got loads, so if I smash it now, he's not going to be able to get it back Um, and kind of um, strategically working around each other like that. You can also, which is an interesting um, development, which at first I didn't think I'd be a fan of, but I actually like it, um, you can knock out an opponent. So you can, if you smash the ball instead of at the other end of the court at them and they mistime their return, then it will actually smash their racket and they only get two rackets. If you smash both rackets, you've won the match, um, which is an interesting development. makes it a little bit more like a fighting game. But once you get the hang of it, you can pretty much always return that um, attempt so it's not that easy to just KO everyone constantly um, it's really really great it makes kind of back and forth um, it just creates like a really good back and forth play and a lot of strategy to the game and I, I'm a personal advocate of the tennis scoring system I think it's the best scoring system in any sport um, I think it's a really kind of tense uh, <laughs> system and I think it's a brilliant way to have a, a, like a, a long kind of two player match and playing sets and things and yeah, I think it's just a really great system, and I think this game puts that, uses that to the maximum. Um, the online is fluid. Um, the, I've rarely had any connection issues, issues, and just before you get matched up, it like comes up with a little bar, which, given a score out of five, you can choose if it's like a three. You go, oh, okay, this probably is going to be a bit laggy, and you can back out. Um, so that's good. Probably not so good if you're someone who doesn't have a great connection because it, <laughs> you might be constantly getting exited on. But um, <laughs> I think it's a good addition. There's the, basically the way the online tournament works. So you can play both standard and simple online, which I think is another great thing. Um, I've been mainly playing standard. So you get put into a tournament. It's this massive bracket. And then if you win your first match, you go through into the next um, bracket and play against someone who's also won their first match. And it keeps going on and on until you get to the final and play against someone else who's won that many matches, if you see what I mean, which I think is a really cool system. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it means, you know, generally the matches get more difficult as you go on, which is cool. And I've yet to, uh, I've got to a final. I've not won one yet. <laughs> I, got, I got very close, but um, it's damn hard and some people are very good at it. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. There's um, multiplayer on the same console, plenty of options now. You can choose uh, which courts to turn on and off. You can play, you know, doubles, singles, obviously. Um, you can play with the more fancy courts that you unlock later in the game, but turn off the hazards if you like, which I think was a good um, addition so that you can have some 
more interesting courts um, going on, but without the crazy hazards, or you can turn those on, whatever you like. Um, there's now initially there was a complaint because the games weren't you couldn't choose to have more than like a basically a two set game. So if you won two sets, um, two games even to to nil, then you won the the set. Whereas people wanted like uh, six game sets, like in normal tennis. They've now added that in, so you can do one long set. I actually like online the shorter games where it lasts five to ten minutes and i think they've done that deliberately because you wouldn't really want to go into an online game that's going to take half an hour which um <laughs> doing a six six game set would do um, and i think it works with the kind of power up system it's quite cool having this quick um these really quick matches um, and quick to jump in and out of which is really good for the switch the adventure mode is where i think the game is let down slightly essentially you move around a board kind of going from challenge to challenge um each area usually ending in some sort of a interesting boss battle you might have to hit various targets using a tennis ball or um and then smash it in their face or there's various other sort of ideas and there's some puzzle sections where you have to hit the ball at certain targets followed by other targets and kind of work out what the puzzle is to get through a certain door um there's some interesting things in there but there's some that are a bit tedious in particular there's one level where there's like a mast in the middle of the court where it basically just keeps bouncing off in random directions which um, doesn't seem very skill based it's kind of just luck whether you get a better bounce and uh, surprise surprise the computer player always seems to get an excellent bounce off it um, <laughs> which is a bit annoying but um, I got past that pretty quickly and had had good fun with it there are some RPG elements thrown in, like you level up, you get new rackets, but it all feels a bit half-baked and there's no real customization of your character. I didn't think like that stuff really needed to be there. And the writing isn't as charming as I've become used to um, in Nintendo games nowadays, which um, I think is something that they've got good at, as I'll get to later in the, my next review. But I don't think the writing's quite up to par in this one. Um, it's not bad. There's fun to be had. I just didn't find you know the single player all that memorable or... You know, I had fun with it, but it wasn't certainly one of my favourite single players of the year at all. If you're in, in it for the multiplayer, this is well worth it. I think it's one of the great pick-up-and-play titles on Switch, like Splatoon 2. Um, it's a great game to play against people when they come round, and also really, really good to play online. Um, you can just jump in and play. It takes like five minutes for a match. And uh, yeah, it's super fun. The Like I say, the power-up mode adds loads and loads of depth to it. But if you're not into that, you can just play a kind of simple mode instead which is also really good. So, yeah, Mario Tennis Aces, I'm a big fan. It's definitely the best Mario Tennis game since the N64 one. Cool. Um, I was a big fan of Mario Tennis. I actually didn't mind the the kind of power-up that you talk about, although I can see your point. Um, I've been a fan of tennis games in general for a while. I always used to like topspin tennis as well. Oh, yeah, um, same. <laughs> I just think they, they do translate well to, to video games, really. And like you said, the scoring system is intensely dramatic. There seems yeah, to definitely. be a lot of kind of cliffhangers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I seem to recall we've played a few games of Mario Tennis in our time. I, seem to recall I think we probably did on the GameCube. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. I think I think you've got it down. I think you know. While you know, I was your daddy on um, Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, I've got a feeling that you were the king <laughs> of tennis. Possibly, king I can't tennis. remember. I was definitely good at the. Um, N64 one. Well, I am Swiss, so you know it's in the blood. Um, yeah. Do you see that? Do you see the shot that Roger Federer made yesterday? By the way. No, I haven't. No, I thought unbelievable. Sorry to hijack this into a sports podcast, but look it up. It's probably <laughs> okay. 37, a thirty-seven-year-old man should not be capable of that. I'm seven years <laughs> younger, and there's never been a point in my life where I've been even vaguely capable of something like that. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, right. I mean, uh, I, I, either of you two, yeah, Flux, Dave, fans of Mario Tennis or tennis games in general? Um, yeah, I, I quite like Mario Tennis. I've seen, reviewed the 3DS Mario Tennis. I actually am almost the opposite of Clive in that I, the GameCube was kind of my favourite, I think, incarnation of Mario Tennis. Um, I quite like the crazy power-ups they had on that. But um, the one thing I was going to ask Clive is, is it just... Um, like when you're playing um, on the Switch, is it just using the Joy Cons, whatever, as like as a controller, or do they have it like the Wii where you can use the motion to play tennis as well? Oh, there is there is a mode like that which I've not tried where you can use the Joy Con as a as a Wii mote and kind of hit it to each other. When I think it works more on timing rather than like I don't think you can aim it. I think it's based on how well you time it, how good the shot is, or something. But I've not really played that, so I can't recall. But it is there. There is a because yeah, I wondered, swing mode or something. Yeah, it seemed like it would like like. Do you know what I mean? Given how popular Wii Sports was and stuff with the tennis, it would seem stupid not to include it. But I wondered, given yeah, that you didn't but, mention it. But. Yeah, there is something there. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right. Okay. Um, so I believe Dave and Flux, you just had the one game to talk about. Is that right? Or do you have any? Yes, yeah, I did. Right, no problem. Well, Clive, we're sticking with you. Give oh, us wow. your second one. No this pressure. Cl- this is a lot of Clive in a row. Um, <laughs> so the next one, I've got another Nintendo Switch game. Um, I'll be a little bit briefer on this one because it's just an expansion. Is um, Splatoon 2, the Octo expansion, which came out um, during E3, I think. I think it was announced like you can get it after this presentation. I didn't. I got it um, a month or so later. I got it, I played it while I was in holiday, so been really good um it's expansion to splatoon 2 developed and published by nintendo on the switch um for the first time ever you're playing as an octoling so generally you play as inklings in uh, splatoon 2 um but you will come across um octolings in the single player campaign in this one you're playing as an octoling um it's purely a single player expansion you go to an area of the main plaza and get taken underground the idea is you've got to find your way out of the tube system down there um, the levels are laid out like a tube map, which I thought was really cool. So you start off being able to go kind of one of two directions, and as it goes on more and you kind of um, open up more lines of this tube map, more and more options become available. So if, for example, you're finding it really hard to go one direction and you can't quite beat that challenge, you can go back and go a different direction on this kind of top-down menu. So it's essentially a menu selection screen, but in a, a level selection screen, but in the shape of a tube map and um, you can go a different way if you found that more difficult the levels are basically challenges um, that brilliantly use the mechanics of splatoon 2 in a way that is to me re- reminiscent of the way shrines do it in breath of the wild with the mechanics of that game so there's you know for example you push a there's some pushing a massive ball down a long track with a with your ink um surfing and dodging on inky wires or platforming using the kind of unique swimming mechanics of splatoon there are a few duds in there but generally the tests are fun and varied and really really challenging which is something um which is where my complaint comes in a a little bit well i'll I'll go to that now Um, the challenge in itself is absolutely fine i think um it's an expansion it should be harder than the initial single player and uh, by the way i think this is better than the single player in splatoon 2 the splatoon 2 single player is fine uh this is a lot more inventive i think i think it's really really good the challenge itself, like I say, is fine, but what made it frustrating to me was this kind of strange credit system that they decided to implement. So basically, you have to pay pay credits to have a go at tests, and you earn money when you pass a test. 
which means that if you're stuck on an a if you're stuck on a test for ages, you might run out of money, then have to go back and grind a test that you've already done to get more money to be able to afford the test to to play the test that you that, <laughs> that you can't get past. Um, which to me just added an extra level of frustration that didn't need to be there at all. I think the challenge is great, but I don't see why you need to add that unnecessary level of frustration of losing money every time you you know losing your credits every time you. Uh, fail at a mission. The story is as funny and ridiculous as we've come to expect from the Splatoon series um, and the writing is streets ahead of that in Mario Tennis. It's funny, it's charming um, you know, it's not as if the plot is anything particularly groundbreaking but the, the character intera- interactions and all that are, are funny and well written. It's got 80 levels, the expansion, so it's well worth the I think it's about 16 quid and you don't need to pl- finish all 80 levels to you know get to the end of it. I think I've maybe done about half of that but I certainly plan to go back and try and finish the levels that I haven't finished yet um yeah it's it's really really great it's just a it's just a bit of a shame that it's more um, frustrating than it needed to be basically which yeah I I love the challenge there and I think it's good that it's something it's coming back to that kind of game where you know old school type game where you got felt really good when you finished the level which I think is something a little bit that we've lost because uh, things have generally become pretty easy um, you pretty much just batter your way through it or because there's so many checkpoints it's um, it does, you never really get stuck on a certain section particularly long this has that feeling of oh I've been trying this level 15 times and now I've finally passed it which I think is fine and you know a, a good call back to what it used to be like and um, works really well but there's no need to throw in the credits thing as well so that's where I'd say it's disappointing but if you like Splatoon 2 if you like the single player of Splatoon 2 in particular then I would recommend checking this out because uh, this is better than the one that's included with the game in my opinion and when you finish it you get to play as an octoling in in the actual main game so what more could you want right fantastic um i still haven't bought splatoon 2 which um sounds like everybody in the pod's going to be getting it and i would certainly like to get involved well we could have a four-player team that'd be pretty sick yeah i've got a feeling i'm going to be really bad at it though it looks like such a fun game but i don't know it looks like something i'm not naturally great at but we'll see you're not allowed to shout at me if I'm terrible. No, no, we won't. I'm not great. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm naturally particularly good at it, but <laughs> but it's it's accessible. Yeah, I think well, from I've played it a bit, so I've now got it for my Switch. Um I don't played it a bit, I played it a fair bit yesterday. I think even if you're not particularly good at combat and coming up against the other teams, there are things you can do where you're put out of harm's way a bit that are still helpful. So I think actually if there was a four-player team and we came up with some decent strategy, even if you weren't particularly great, we could be like, well, you work on getting the kind of first area covered as much as possible out of the yeah. way. And that, do you know what I mean? There are, there are ways you mm. can work around. You'll be, you will be good at something. <coughs> so, yeah, so some, yeah, some people are better at combat. Like, I'm not great at the combat. I'm okay, but I'm not great. But I'm quite good at covering loads of areas of ink and getting getting places quickly and trying to let people who are better than combat follow me, and then they can deal with all the combat whilst I uh, got them there as quickly as possible, so that and my team had the advantage and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then again, so, yeah. I could be wrong about this. So, what was that game that we played at the last live stick around, Clive? The one which oh, I oh, that was triumphant good. at. That was <laughs> like was the eight-way um, yeah, What was that thing? Game? Not wrestling, but like wrestling. You had to get people. Yeah, out we played. Yeah, yeah, we played some. Oh, the loads, like loads of different ball. characters. Dodgeball, yeah, right. yeah. It was yeah, dodgeball. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, stick. Oh, what was that called? You mentioned it. Stick. It's like stick ball, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and look it up. 
It, it was yeah. a great game. I mean, the important thing to remember is that I won, but, you know, the name would help as well. <laughs> Stick Pulled, yeah, that's it, yeah. That's a silly name. Yeah. For what was a very good, good game. game. <laughs> I think it's up to, like, did we play with six players as well? We, we did, yeah. A lot. yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the few games you can do that on, which is cool. Awesome. Excellent. Right, okay, well, we've got a little bit of time on our normal recording, so I'm going to suggest... That we, we've done this earlier in the year, but I think it's getting to that point now where we can revise opinions. I want from you each the game you're looking forward to most but that will be coming out before the end of the year and why. I'm going to start okay. with someone who hasn't talked in a while. Dave, what's your game and why? Well, I'm glad that you picked me first because I'm pretty sure I'm going to say what Flux was going to say, so he'll have to come up with something else, right? <laughs> uh, well, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, the first... Well, the last Red Dead Redemption was just epic in scope. Um, it had an amazing feel. Some of the some of the the kind of the travel just charging across the Wild West on a horse, not having anything to do in particular, is one of the most liberating experiences on a console game I've ever come across so far. And if they come halfway to replicating that, if they just if they, honestly they could just sell me the first one again, and I'd be very happy. So yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this. I've got it. I've got it on pre-order. I've been um, kind of watching videos and clips um, as as they've been coming out. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It's Rockstar, so you know the kind of thing that you're going to be getting. You know that they're going to be coming up with a, a, a you know, their their floor for a competent game is extremely high. You know that they, they they always they always give you something fun to do. And, and as I say, just the the mechanics of exploring the Wild West was one of the great features of the last one. So I'm really excited to see what they'll what they'll do with with that on the PS4. Yeah, I think you're probably speaking for a lot of people there. That's probably my pick as well. Although um, there's a few games. Clive, do we know you're probably my best sort source of info on this? Do we know when The Last of Us Two is coming out yet? Oh, not this year. Uh, no, next year at some point, I think. Let me see if there's Fuck a... off, fuck off. Sorry, not it's even quite, it's, I think it's, uh... it's, like, it's like Q3 2019 at the minute, and I, I bet it doesn't hit that. Ugh. Ugh. What a game the first one was. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, James, I'm excited for the next one. James Flux, what are you excited for? And you can't say Red Dead 2, so you're going to have to have something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I reckon he's probably scuppered Clive more than me because I I probably would have said Red Dead, but as discussed slightly earlier, no, mine's, I'm, mine's not Red I'm Dead, also. So oh, oh, there we go. Because um, I know you're a big fan of the original Red Dead as well, weren't you, Clive? Yeah, yeah. You I love was. you love Wild West things, basically. Um, I love shooting um, people. Uh, do you know what? If we're excluding Red Dead, then mine might well be the Spider-Man game. Like I say, previews have suggested it's very much like Arkham. I doubt it will be as gritty in terms of the noir style or whatever. I imagine it will have its kind of own wise-cracking Spider-Man comic book style, and it'll probably be much lighter than the Arkham games were. But if the concept's the same, a big wild open map where you can face a lot of Spider-Man's villains and stuff like that, and the story works well then um yeah i'm looking forward to that so so yeah if, if we're excluding red dead that's that's probably that's probably number two i'm quite looking forward to that i hope it lives up to the arkham style comparisons it's been given thus far yeah it, it looks pretty awesome to be fair i saw a tra- i saw a trailer for it at the cinema the other day so you can see how much they're pushing it with that and even just seeing you know what is essentially just 
cutscene trailer. It looks pretty exciting. I've seen a few gameplay videos as well. I still remember the first Spider-Man game on the. I think it was just on the PlayStation. Might have been the PlayStation Two, and that was pretty special at the time. Except for the fact that you always thought, "Well, where's my web connecting to?" You know, the clouds. And I was just swinging between buildings. But <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that this one will be a little bit more specific with the webs than that. But um, but it's yeah, obviously it's in, into Maniac as well. So that it's not like it's not like a, a studio that doesn't have form of making really fun, bright, creative games. So, mm. okay, and finally, Clive. Again, you can't say Spider Man. You can't say Red uh, Dead Two. I know what he's going to say. That's fine. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> Boy, I'm excited for this game. Super Smash Bros. is like my favourite um, franchise, and the new one has every character ever, 103 maps. It's going to have like eight, seven, at the minute it's got 70 something characters. Um, yeah, it's going to be absolutely insane. I can't wait. December 7th, I think it's coming out. Um, yeah, I absolutely love Smash Bros. I used to play it with my mum and mum, dad, with my dad and uh, brother in Switzerland. Um, and I'm excited to play it again against my brother at Christmas. It's probably going to be the highlight of my year I've got <laughs> that's how much I love Smash Brothers <laughs> I was to say I've got a couple of others that are coming out this year that I, I wouldn't mind just having a very quick chat about um, go go so for it. I'm it's not going to be on the same scale as Red Dead for me because Red Dead I will I will sink just weeks and weeks and weeks of solo play into um, but I'm really looking forward to Battlefield 5 I, I really enjoyed Battlefield 1 when that came out. It's a great multiplayer experience and something that I played a lot with people that um, from back home online. Uh, I, and I've always preferred Battlefield to the kind of to the COD series. I'm not a big I'm not a big online shooter player myself, um, so I've not played anything along those lines since Battlefield 1 since I wrapped up with Battlefield 1 quite a while back, but I'm very much looking forward to that when that's released. Along those lines, COD Black Ops 4 is coming out, and that will probably be the biggest selling game of the year, because they just are. Um, but two games that I am kind of... If it were any other quarter in any other year, I'd probably be all over, but they're probably going to come... I'm probably going to get to them later on, assuming they're not trumped down the line Shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming out this autumn and I enjoyed the reboot of Tomb Raider I pretty much enjoyed um, I can't remember what the next one was called after that the Rise Rise of the Tomb Raider was it Rise of the Tomb yeah Um, Yeah. but it felt very much the same it kind of felt like a bit of a repeat of a similar thing and um, I'm kind of concerned that Shadow of the Tomb Raider is just going to be the th- a third one of those. So I, I probably will get to it when the prices come down. We'll see. And then the other, another just game on an epic scale um, is Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be coming out this year. So they took um, they took a gap of a year before they released Origins, which Mo and I played earlier in the year, and I, I in particular, I really really liked. However, I'm just not yet ready for another one. They're, 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 too, they're too big to play quite so consistently, I think. And if I've, got, if I've got Red Dead already on my list, then Battlefield 5, when I'm going to be playing with other people, plus a plethora of games on the Switch, it's, something's going to miss out, and it's probably going to be this. That said, they are going to be taking another year or two off after Odyssey is out on the Assassin's Creed uh, 
timeline so maybe um maybe it kind of fits quite well being slid back in my schedule right excellent um as i said my my favorite is boringly red dead i set the rules so i'm allowed to say that um <laughs> i'm really hoping that they eventually uh, make a sequel to ellie noir as well i think they probably won't no. i think they probably think they've done they've done it by the sounds of it but um, it's, in, it's in it's in development yeah. hell it's gone it's over mate don't don't just forget about it. They sold they uh, they sold the rights to a studio that kind of totally butchered it and then was uh, went bankrupt. And, I mean, yeah, it's 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 over, mate. It's not going to happen. Uh, well, the first game was still. I know Clive wasn't as big a fan as the rest of us, but I was. They do have a habit of making films. Sorry, not films. Games in the style of films I'm most fond of: westerns, crime films, and then film noir. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you can rely on Rockstar generally. Have, have they made a bad game? Ooh. Um, they, I don't know. I probably did at the start. I don't know what they used to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I mean, let, let, let's say since GTA 3. I mean, I don't know how good the GTA games on the PSP were, but on, in terms of big console releases, I can't think of a bad game. Maybe disappointing compared to others, but... What about Rockstar Games Presents yeah, very, Table Tennis? <laughs> was that a real yeah. game? I'm just. I'm just was that any good? Best could have been great. Best Rockstar games, but then it's a, it's it's at least 25 <laughs> games long. But at 23 is the original GTA, so I'm guessing it's probably quite a good list. Yeah, that is a pretty pretty good list, right? Um, I've been seeing in the news recently, by the way, uh, lots of stories about fatbergs again. I think they're back in fashion. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. After that big one. Um, in fact, I was talking last night while drunk with somebody at how much you'd have to be paid to eat a spoonful of Fatberg. Uh, <laughs> quite a lot of money, I think. Um, but anyway, a Fatberg, you know, it's something that keeps water or sewage in somewhere. If anything, right. it's offering a valuable job. You might say it's something like something you might keep bath water in with. Plug time! Oh, that was the worst one yet. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> We're really that scraping was, the scraping the sewer pipe this time. Um, I my list isn't loading up for some reason. My la- my laptop can't load up a notepad, but let's see how this goes. Um, at Stickaroundcast on Twitter, stickaroundpodcast.com on the interwebs. Um, you can find articles on there. I've been writing loads of reviews. You can also find a email subscription form or um, our list from last year or all the episodes. Um, all the past episodes are on there. You can also contact us if you don't want to email us. Um, you can go on there. There's a contact us button. Press that, fill out the form, and we'll get the message and read it out on a podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram slash stick around. I think slash stick around podcast on that. Slash stick around on... I can't even remember what. Slash stick around podcast on Facebook as well. Uh, we're on Twitter at stick aroundcast. Like I've mentioned, that kind of is the place where we mostly post stuff for when we're doing things. So get on that. And also go on iTunes, give us five-star reviews and help us to get some more listeners, yeah? Tell everyone to subscribe, tell people we're awesome. Or shit, one of the two, but not not middling. (laughs) Yeah, we've always got to stress that. I will take it as a personal insult if you give us a three-star review. You know, if if your three-star review says something along the lines of pretty good, nah, no, mate, no, mate, excellent or utter turgid shit, one of the two. (laughs) Um, I think we're going to be back next time. Well, if we're going to schedule it, be TV, although that one tends to be not as regular. Might be back to music or films, but we'll see. Um, 
plenty going on in both. Um, yeah, definitely. James Flux, thank you very much for coming. Thank you, Al. Uh, Dave Painting, thank you very much for coming. Thank you, Al. Uh, Clive Fisher, thank you very much for coming. Cheers, Al. Cheers. I'm just going to be nice there. Normally I would like leave someone no, out well, and do a really yeah. cruel yeah. joke, but I'm just being nice. I was waiting for Clive fuck to you, say, Al. fuck you, Al. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 That's really um, nice as well. So Yeah. We'll be nice this time. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, come back next time. And remember to stick around. Stick around. Thank you all for listening. Rest assured that you have found. The best podcast in the universe It's Stick Around Tell you what, I'm really not as hungover as I thought I'd be Um, I was drinking 12 hours solidly yesterday